Today, we talk to Jack Kazakowski, regional sales manager at Acton Software, known as the Sassanova Marketing Automation. He's a passionate practitioner in the social selling space, uh, and he's had content published on LinkedIn, Business to Community, Sales Hacker, Convince and Convert, and Acton Software's blog itself. Today, we're going to talk about are we blabbing ourselves out of business? Jack has a unique take on how to move the needle. Uh, We'll learn a little bit about social selling, marketing automation, social strategy, and brand amplification. Take it away, Rachel. You're listening to the Brand Boost Podcast, an exclusive look at who's doing business right. He's your favorite brand correspondent with more tweets than the Bible's got Psalms. Here's your host, Vincenzo Landino. Hey, welcome to the Brand Boost Podcast. My name is Vincenzo Landino. Joining me this evening is the Sassanova, Mr. <laughs> Salesman himself, social seller. Uh, Jack is just a man of many talents. Uh, you might know him more as Jack Kazakowski one on the Twitters. Uh, he's probably the most passionate e-brand brand, brandalist out <laughs> there. Uh, Jack, how are you this oh. evening, Man, life has never been better. Wow. I couldn't, I couldn't complain about anything in my life right now. Wow, I, I love that. I do, I really do. So I'm glad I finally got you onto the show this evening. Uh, it's been a long time coming because we've been talking about doing this for a while, haven't we? Yeah, I've uh, been waiting to to get on here and talk about dollars and cents. Oh, if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. I mean, that's the that's the line. If you don't take away anything from this episode of the podcast, remember, Jack says this a lot. And if he forgets to say it tonight, if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. Uh, the theme that we threw out there for our audience to take a look at, uh, we are recording this live on blab.im uh, for those of you listening on the podcast on iTunes. Uh, Sassanova thinks we're blabbing ourselves out of business. And so... Keep that in mind as we talk about it on this episode. Jack, let's just jump right into it, buddy. Uh, actually, first, I want to know, introduce yourself to the audience. What do you do? Why are you here? So um, I'm the regional sales manager of Acton Software, um, social sales director, uh, or social sales advisor for chillpuck.com. And I just a passionate social selling Sassanova. I love that Sassanova. <laughs> Sassanova. It just reminds me of so many different things. Hey, listen, you mentioned social sales. So define to me your, you know, what is social sales? For those that don't know what it is, what is it? So hold on, I've got to pull this up because I just I just came up with my new definition in. So I don't want to screw this up. <laughs> you gotta keep consistency, right? Yeah, you know, there's like there's so many different um, variations of what people think social selling is. I think most people uh, they they misplace the word selling, right? They forget they forget about the selling part. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I could tell you that if you don't have the selling part, you're a social media marketer. So what's wrong with that? Tell me what's wrong with that. Because there's a lot of people that are going to be listening to this. They're going to say, "What's wrong with being a social media marketer?" There's nothing wrong with being a social media marketer. I'm a social media marketer, right? But to begin, um, and then I shift into sales. So the only thing I would say that is if you are talking about social selling, you know, make sure that you can show revenue on the other end, especially if you're selling services, right? Social media marketing is awesome. I mean, I love social media marketing. I've gotten to where I am by 
leveraging the social channels and doing the marketing piece. But I bought my Mercedes because I learned how to take social media marketing and turn it into dollars. You know, Jack wrote an article uh, recently. So for those of you that can uh, that can are watching right now here live, and for those of you listening to the podcast, the link to Jack's article will be in the show notes. I'm going to drop it in here for our live listeners or live viewers. Uh, this is a recent article Jack wrote. It's called Three w- Reasons Why You Might Be Blabbing Yourself Out of Business. And it's not necessarily just because of blab. It's just the uh, word blabbing. However, I really, really like what you said, and there's a couple different points in there I'd love to uh, talk about, again, after I get your your official definition of social selling. So I came up with this the other day because since I've been doing social selling over the last you know year and a half, two years, I have tried to come up with a definition many times, but I couldn't fi- ever find up with anything that I really like. So I finally got it. So social selling is merely the process of taking online digital conversations offline, using personalization, strengthening the relationship, focusing solely on the buyer's experience from conversation to revenue. Boom. Conversation, but so the key, and really what I love most about that definition is that you are talking about revenue. There's a revenue, because many times I see a lot of, it's about building relationship. It's building relationship. And I mean, I'm, I'm at fault for it too. So I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm always talking about revenue because I'm not. However, the more I talk to people like yourself, I realize that if we don't have some sort of end goal, what are we doing? You know, we're just, we're accumulating likes and we're accumulating hearts and we're accumulating feels or props or whatever the hell this is called. And really does that make money? And, and I don't think it does. Uh, well, obviously it does not. But uh, so let's go through three of your points or a few of your points that you brought up uh, with blabbing, not necessarily blab the app, but blabbing in terms of talking, right? Um, The first thing you talk about is blabbing just to blab, you know, or live streaming just to live stream. Can you just talk a little bit about, you know, I know that you, you made a comment in there that a lot of the shows you see are people just on there just to talk about something for the sake of it, or they're talking about 10 new ways to use live streaming or 10 new ways to be on this app. Tell me, what do you, what is your thought process on that? Why did you add that as your number one uh, tip on reasons why you might be blabbing yourself out of business? Well, I, I've watched a lot of these blabs like, you know, in and out. And my day is busy as heck, right? Like my calendar is booked. So I want to, when I go into these blabs, like I need to get some value out of it, right? Like I want to go in, get some value and leave. And I'm just not getting that, right? Like, I I mean, I went into a blab the other day and they were talking about a microphone for two hours, right? Like, I don't care about a microphone. I mean, what, what value does that add? And I think there's a difference between what people think is social celebrity, right? And actually like, being effective on Blab and having a, a way to add value to your audience, right? You got well, we'll get to that. Up. We'll get to that point after because I actually did want to ask you that. So let's let's get to that in a second. But let's focus on this blabbing just to blab, or you know, pontificating on social just for the sake of getting out there. Why is it, and what have you seen that really 
you know, people are getting lost, you know, really like they're just getting lost. They're just chasing their tail. Almost they're going around in circles. And again, because of your background, you are talking about actually converting and making sales. And there's many others out there that aren't getting on blab for the same reason, or aren't getting on live streaming, haven't jumped into, you know, jumped into the arena because they say, well, it's a time suck. It's a time suck. It's a time waster. Is there any, is there any way really is, could it ever be a blessing? Can it ever be good? How, how do you make it uh, advantageous for you? I think, you know, I think there's media, right? Um, you know, the social celebrity media, right? Where you're, you're having a show and you have a certain audience that comes to you for a certain topic, right? I don't know what that topic it is, but maybe they get value out of that. But I could tell you that if I'm on Blab during the day, all day, my buyers aren't on Blab because they're working. So my thing is my time is valuable and, you know, I respect my brand. I want to make sure that I'm just adding value when I do go live or I go do stuff. I want to add value to my audience. How do you find that audience? So you're saying you want to add value to your audience. How does one find an audience here on live streaming apps? We'll, we'll talk for the sake of naming some apps, Periscope, Meerkat, Blab. I mean, hell, let's even throw in YouTube. How does anybody find their audience on these types of apps if you're saying they're all working? Well, I mean, I don't think that you find your audience on Blab, right? I think you add to your audience. Um, you know, you should have a targeted segment of the audience on whatever your thought leadership is already. So, you know, you've got to talk about the same, like, topics, whatever your, 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 your passion is, whatever your thought leadership is, you need to talk about that all the time or at least something close to that rather than veer off on these tangents and then people don't know what you really stand for. And then yeah, you really. lose your audience. Well, so, now I've been on, I've been using the apps, the live streaming apps. And, and I think that it's all about exactly what you said. You're bringing the audience from elsewhere. You're building up your, yourself, your brand, your business, whatever it may be. And then you're bringing them to wherever you're, you're showing up. Right. And that's kind of that celebrity status. And, and, um, not celebrity status, but that's where you become a thought leader. And if you, if you do become a thought leader and whatever it is, and Jack, you know, social selling. So you're a thought leader. So wherever you are, your audience will be there. You do believe that, right? Yeah. And I don't want to lose them. Right. I don't want to go on a, a podcast and talk about a microphone or, you know, um, but now what is, is that, but isn't, wouldn't that be advantageous to somebody that wants to know about microphones? My audience probably could go somewhere else for a microphone, right? I mean, I'm sure there's microphone talk or something somewhere. <laughs> so, okay, well then let me let me ask you about the difference between social uh, media thought leadership versus a social celebrity, like you brought up before. You know, that's a that's a good question. I think there's a people are lost in that right now. I think people think that a big following, or you know, you come on Blab and you get 140 viewers every time you come on, that you're a thought leader. That's not a thought. You know, a thought leader is actually making change. They're actually um, taking a vision and they're turning that vision into a reality. And just talking to talk and talking about social and, you know, talking about black. I mean, you know, the difference between you and a lot of the other people is you are an early adopter, right? So, I mean, this is kind of what your personal brand is. This is what your thought leadership is. This is what you live, you breathe, and your passion. Um, but now you got all these people jumping on here or whatever it is, and they're just all of a sudden now they're a thought leader, right? Because they build a, a big audience and that is not a thought leader. Actually, that's, I mean, I, I would tell you this, most thought leaders don't have time to do this, right? All day long. 
now if you're a live streaming thought leader i guess it's a little bit different because you got to be on right right you know there's there's been a lot of uh, i know there's been a lot of thoughts out there that uh there's a lot of people right now that are just standing out there saying me 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 look at me look at me i'm a thought leader but huh. again you haven't what have you done well, yeah, what have you done? But here's the thing. What have you done? Does that equate to just money or does that equate to actually making a change in, uh, you know, your organization, your business, your personal, your personal brand, others? So I know there's, yeah, I a, guess, there's a lot. I guess that would, I'm not going to say it's all about revenue, right? Um, you know, maybe you've pioneered or paved the way for a new product or a technology, whatever that may be. But I mean, I, I struggle every day with certain people that are considered thought leaders and I, I try to figure out what, what they've done. You know, and that's not that's not being mean. Um, that's just to say, like, you know, where's the proof? Yeah, and I mean the proof the proof is in the pudding. So I know for you, the pudding is the dollars, right? That's at the end of the day, it's the bottom line, correct? We have to be doing something, whether it's you know you're selling the chill puck, or whether it's software, or whether it's your services, social, uh, your services. Like I don't understand how if you're a social media consultant, how you can be on Blab all day. Like, how are you selling your service? What do you do? Where where's your services? Do you outsource them? Well, I mean, it depends on who who's talking. I would I would say personally. I mean, now I've been on quite often, but I'm also trying to convert people that are interested in hearing me out and bringing them offline to say an email list. And I think this is where a lot of a lot of people that are broadcasting, a lot of those that are live streaming, are having trouble because they don't have anywhere else to bring them other than. Well, how do they have time for their email list when they're on blab all day? I'm saying they're not okay, even bringing Tom, them. Tom, email. I work at email. <laughs> they're not even working on an email list. When you say, I mean, how many people do you know? And you know, there's probably specific ones that we could talk about, but I'm not going to. That are broadcasting and they never talk about their email list. They're not even a. There's no call to action. There's yeah, no way right. that anybody could know what they, where they could find them. Right. I mean, that's, you know, you could, like marketing is about having a purpose, having a focus, and having an end objective. Right. Which is a call to action. And I don't see any call to actions in these blabs. The call to action is, listen to me, listen to me. Um, wait, listen to me. You know, so I'm just saying, like, I think blab is a powerful tool. Um, I think it's a powerful technology. I'll be using it, right, strategically. Um, but you just, I just, my whole point of the, the thing was not to blast blab, because I actually really like blab. I think it's yeah. awesome. Um, I just want to see people use, you know, use it for the right reasons, get value out of it and not turn away business, right? Because I think that it could, it could actually do more harm than good for a lot of different people. Now, I would, you know, I would, you know, you said that, how do you find time for it? I think you make time for it. So for myself, whether it's coming on early in the morning or whether it's staying on later in the evening and doing things, and then throughout the day, I make time for it by saying, okay, I'm going to spend a half an hour. I might spend an hour, whatever it may be. Uh, however, I still do believe that there has to be strategy. So whether I'm on it for half an hour or an hour, there's some sort of call to action for me personally or my business or something that I'm doing. Um, I do disagree with you. And I know you and I kind of have a little bit, we talked about this a little earlier. I told you if we disagreed, we could go at it. It's totally okay. Uh, that's what this podcast well, let me ask is you this question. How much revenue have you generated from blabbing? From Be blabbing honest, right now. Don't fluff anything on me, boy. From blab. From yeah. blab itself. In yeah. the past two weeks that I've been on. Yeah. You, have you closed a deal? I closed one client so far. And I, I, I'll give actual dollars and cents there. It's $1,000 a month. Coaching. Well, how many hours did you put in there? Let's 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 do the, the a lot. Uh, 100,000 hours on blab. 
divide by a thousand, <laughs> you're at like a dollar. Right, right. You're right. It's, it's quite a bit. It's quite a bit. I still think it's a new. Um, I think I still think I'm it's just a joke new... with you. No, but I'm no, like, no, I get it, and I'm not afraid to answer the question. I know that I know there's individuals like um, I, Mike Stelzner who sold four conference tickets. To Mike Stelzner's like, like he's like Jesus of social media. I don't want to hear that. There's, there's, there. Okay, but there are others. I mean, there are others on here that are selling product services. Um, what? Again, it depends. I think it truly depends. And I don't doubt that. You know what? The Instagram expert, when I listen to her, she's strictly business. I'll give that lady props. She has. Um, so we're talking the Instagram expert. For those that don't know, we're talking about Sue B. Zimmerman. I, I will say I respect Sue because I've seen her on a few blabs, and she makes it well known that this is a 100% channel for her to do business. Yeah, and I and I know that uh, during an interview uh, during the interview yesterday, Lou, uh, Sue actually texted me this morning that she landed a, a pretty nice client from Blab. So again, it's it's it really is all about what you are trying to accomplish, right, Jack? Would you agree Absolutely. that there is a purpose? I think, I think okay. you can get a ton of business on Blab with the right strategy, with the right audience, right? It's a targeted audience. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got a if we've got you know 130 viewers, whatever, and not one of them could write a paycheck. Well, we're probably talking to the wrong audience, right? I mean, we have, you know, there's got to be an objective. Of course. I mean, if, like, like you said, if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. I mean, it comes all comes back to that. That's why I told everyone listening to keep that in mind because that's going to be a common thread throughout what we're talking about here. Uh, so tell me this, Jack. What's the difference between warming the needle and moving it? I know I've heard you say that a lot, and I'm curious as to what they mean. This is a something I've thought about really heavily. So th- I would say think like an executive when you're talking about social selling right? Think um, above the line when you're explaining it to an executive, because an executive doesn't want to hear about how many likes or viewers or, you know, all these vanity metrics that you have when they're looking to give you a budget for something, right? So warming the needle is, you know, doing the content and all these different things and setting up the strategy. Well, actually, I would say strategy is almost moving the needle too, because you got to have a really good strategy at social um, in order to ever, you know, make revenue happen. But really what and I'm talking B2B, right? Mainly B2B here, because that's probably what I'm in. But you've got to move conversations offline. And when you move that offline and you start that sales process, that's when you start the process of moving the needle, right? Getting people engaged through posting and engagement online and all that, that's warming the needle and it has to happen. It's very important, don't get me wrong. Um, but an executive wants to hear about moving it and moving it means you move that conversation offline, you added value, you you know found a problem, you put them into an opportunity, and eventually you got revenue out of it. And that's where social media and social selling, I think, has got a bad rep because very few people are having those conversations or even know how to track any of that or, you know, from a CRM perspective, right? I mean, there's technologies you've got to have. Um, you know, if you're a one-to-one consultant, you could use Nimble and there's little, you know, smaller stuff, but I'm talking about as an organization. And, you know, keep in mind, I work for a brand, right? I'm not a, a consultant. Of course. No. And obviously there's different end games for both you and me, per, you know, if we're talking to each other here, um, warming the needle goes back to content marketing, correct? Right. So, and I write a right. lot of content and you write a lot of content. So I just, I, I just want everyone listening. Jack doesn't disagree with content marketing. I love it's it. It's just, it's it's do you have some sort of end game here? Do you have some sort what of what do you do with content, uh, right? Like, you know, I hate to say this because it's you know 
could be uh, construed the wrong way. But, you know, I always say like, it's like fishing, right? Like content's your bait. Like without good content um, and out without visibility, you know, from a social media marketing standpoint, like how do you get engagement to move anything offline? Like it's really hard to do that, right? I mean, you could do it, but you, you gotta be real good if you, you know, if you are. Um, so I love so that content. I think content is the most, you know, fun thing for me. It's really become a passion. But I can tell you when I put out my content, if I don't engage properly and move those conversations offline, then I'm just a content marketer, right? I'm, I don't have the selling part. Let's, uh, so let's go a little further. How, how do social media marketers move the needle? And let's give a specific example because you mentioned the Instagram expert about five minutes ago. How is she moving the needle as a social media marketer with her with her content so specific content strategy i know you've checked checked out her content how is she moving the needle based on what you're looking at and what you're seeing well first off the few times i've seen her she talks about her email list like she talks about the she's talked about the value of black right and then she's given like a call to action while she talked about that and you know she makes it well known she's not on there just blabbing around i mean she's you can tell she's very focused on what her talk tracks are um that's one of the things and keep in mind i haven't you know i've only seen little clips in and out of stuff. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. I've watched, you know, 20, 30 minutes at a time. But I really liked, you know, her talk track. I, I just, I could tell that she meant business. She talked about a call to action. She talked about what she does, right? Um, I think if you talk 20 minutes about something that doesn't relate to your business or your services and a, a buyer pops in and they hear you talking about something that doesn't even relate to what they're going to be writing a check for, you could lose them, confuse them. Um, so you got to be real targeted you know, make sure that you're always adding value and you're not just blabbing because blabbing, I mean, you don't know who's coming on here. We can't control who sees right. this. If there was a private, we could make this private, that'd be different. Um, but you're by, right now you're putting your mercy yourself at the mercy of your buyer. So you can either use your, you know, the gift of blab for good or the gift of blab for bad, right? So is there a difference between uh, you know, everyone talks about being human. Everyone talks about not just selling. We've all talked about it. Is there a difference between like myself showing your personality, um, someone like Sue, maybe not all, and even like yourself, Jack, I mean, I know to this conversation, we're really trying to have this diabolical conversation and play devil's advocate on both sides. So for those listening, we're really trying to make sense of it because there is a disconnect on you know between the, the you know social media marketers and then sellers and i i it <laughs> i was well, brought into uh, my thing a, is if you're a i was brought into you remember sales, right like if you're selling your services and you you you're feeding yourself you can't be a social media marketer and not a seller so you know i think that especially the newer consultants it might not even be their fault right they see other social media marketers you know blabbing and you know i'm not, and, you know we're just using this example but even like tweeting not the right strategy with the right strategy or Instagramming or whatever. Like you've got to be laser focused. You've got to have a strategy and you've got to be, you've got to have something to back it up, right? You got to have the knowledge, the bandwidth, you got to be in the weeds. You got to be able to show that you've d had results. Um, and I think that without the selling part, anybody can be a social media marketer for, you know, I'm not saying you could be like Peg Fitzpatrick uh, because I love her to death and or Kim Garst. Right. But you know, you, Social media is very as a passion that I have, and I feel that if the wrong people get a hold of it and they go and get a check from you know companies or owners, 
and they don't do things right, it's really hard to get a, a return anyways off of social media, right? Whether you're social selling or your social media marketing, we've got to have the right people with the right strategies, with the right um, bandwidth and history of showing revenue, taking over social media because there's so much revenue to be had. It's just got to be done the right way. Patience, time, resources, money, and the right people have to be behind it to actually make it work and get executives to understand the power of ROI from social. So if we get yeah, so that I mean, in the right hands, we'll be good, good shape. I mean, I'm on the other, I'm on the other side of the coin. You know, I, I know you're always talking about dollars, cents, and, and listen, I'm not taking away from you. For me, I'm using a different strategy, and I've always, and I've used a different strategy, and really, it's showing who I am as an individual. That's my brand. But you can Proving. do that and still make money. I mean, I'm I'm on Correct. here. And I'm Jack Kazakowski. I'm the Sassanova, baby. I'm not changing up anything. This ain't scripted. <laughs> but we're but we're, I think we're going about it in different ways, and there's nothing wrong with it. I don't think either way. However, from my perspective, you know, when I come on here, it's to prove a point that hey, I'm in a real human. I I know you know it's there's someone behind the little Twitter, the little you know that little avatar that people will see. Um, Hold on, I got to tell a little bird. <laughs> you know, there's there's a difference between that individual that people may see on social media networks and then the person who really is behind it, right? There's somebody behind the brand. Like um, Mitch Jackson. Yeah, but I don't care if you're cool. Hold on, hold on. Hang on, hang on. Mitch Jackson. You're absolutely right. But here's a, here's a great, great point. Mitch Jackson is a good friend of mine. He's a lawyer out in California. He is on these networks live streaming and showing off himself as a person. Mitch is not – I know, and that's totally okay. He's a California 2013 California Lawyer of the Year, and what he's done is actually uh, supplementing himself, proving himself as a brand and who he is as a real human. And he, in turn, people want to. I mean, maybe that's one example, right? People are like, "Wow, he's a real human. I want to use." I'm him not as buying a that. And you know, executives want to see results. They want to see your resume. Um, and I'm not talking about your little monpa shop. They might take that risk. I'm talking about when you want to get a big check from an executive, he's not going to come on and watch your, you play, you know, the Grant Cardone role, which I love Grant Cardone, don't get me wrong, but you know, Grant Cardone is almost an entertainer just as much as a sales trader, right? I mean, he puts his whole life on here. I would tell you that most of his audience isn't even in sales. They just want to see how he lives this the jet life, right? Like, I mean, he's riding in the jet and has got his good looking wife and you know, they're making it rain. I don't know, but so is there something to be said for that? He may he probably never has to even say buy buy this, right? But he can probably well, sell a million. Celebrity status. He's the most followed man on Meerkat. But why can't anybody else? Why can't the rest of us have that type of following? You can have that if that's your strategy. Then more power to you. Like if you want to monetize uh, Meerkat or you want to be the Meerkat man, I would highly suggest you're on Meerkat all day, adding value. But you better be adding value 18 hours a day, all day. Because all right, well, not, let's, let's, hop, let's hop off this topic because we could probably go on for hours <laughs> about, about the different opinions here. And that's that's totally fine. I, I mean, I, I respect your opinion. Um, hey, man, we spend a lot of time offline talking strategy for how you can. We do. Offline. We do. You and I yeah. have had many conversations. We honestly have. I've learned so much from you in bringing call to actions, um, you know, call to actions and whatnot. Moving so, conversations offline. Yes, moving. But let's talk about time management because you said you know you can spend all this time here, right? We can spend all these hours and eighteen hours a day. I mean, 
for the record, I'm not spending 18 hours a day here. And I, <laughs> I, I know you didn't mean 18 hours, but I know, but I still got to bust your balls. How do you prioritize your time on social? Um, and really, what are the fact like the key factors that you look at in where to, you know, where to differentiate or where to prioritize those those hours, minutes, whatever it may be? You so personally, Jack. Of, you know, you've got to put time into social. Like I love social media. I'm gonna tell you right now, if I if I was rich, I would spend all day on blab blabbing. If I didn't have to worry about paying for bills and having a hot wife that likes nice things, I would be blabbing all day because I love to talk. I love social media. I love to hear you know, in it, creative things that are going on, like social media marketing to me is like fun. Like sometimes I get scared that I might want to be a marketer, right? Like, because I'm a salesman at heart, but marketing is also taking a piece of my heart. So I battle with that. But the thing is, I've noticed that I got really deep into marketing and social media for a while. And I started to not, you know, I hit five quarters in a row and I took all this time on social and, you know, building my personal brand, which I do think is valuable, but I lost a ton of money and I didn't hit my quota because I knew that I was spending too much time on social and it was part of the reason it killed me. And I reevaluated my time and now, you know, I segment out my time and I'll tell you that most of my time is spent publishing, but most of my time is spent listening and watching. Like I'll be on a demo with a client. I'll be watching the feeds. I'm always listening and watching everything that's going on in social to see where my opportunities are. And I think that sometimes we spend so much time talking and posting and me, 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 we quit listening. Social media is about listening. People are talking and telling us they want to buy, but we're not listening because we're blabbing. We're losing business because we're blabbing and not listening. You know, Gary Vaynerchuk says jab, 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 right hook. Right? So did Pacquiao, and that didn't win. That didn't work. <laughs> touche, touche. But really, is there any instance where – I guess, you know, here you think that you could be jabbing too much, right? Yeah, I think jabbing, you know, you got to, the mindset's got to shift in social, right? It's not about, like, if you really want to move the needle, it's not about you, right? Like, you've got to go on and add value thinking about who's on the other end of this blab. And when you understand who's on the other end of this blab and what they want, that's when you'll start generating business and creating an inbound funnel, right? Because if I come on and I listen to somebody, like I will tell you, when Grant Cardone talks about sales, regardless of what I say about his social celebrity, I am motivated. Like I listen to Grant Cardone, even though he's got this public figure, right? But he is a value adder. Like he could be on here for 20 hours and he, 19 and a half of them, he's adding value. That's okay with me, but that's very rare that people know how to do that. Um, so... We're here as social marketers, and remember that there's going to be a lot of social marketers listening to this podcast. And that's when the episode releases. So don't be and, mad. Right. And there's a lot of them that are listening right now because we're recording this live. Do you believe that relationships are the key driver to social selling? No. I'm going to tell you why. How many people at your company do you know as salespeople? that had a ton of relationships when they came in and they talked about everybody that they know and all these people that they're friends with, their dad's friends with. I went to this party and I, this guy, how many of them stayed there? 80, 20% of salespeople do 80% of the business and we all have relationships. Relationships are not ROI. Relation, relationships plus relationships are more friends, right? So relationships plus revenue is social selling. And I think that's a disconnect is 
I would love to just make friends. I mean, that part's easy. <laughs> now, you know, go try to convert all your friends into sales. It's not as easy. That's not that easy, right? Well, I think you can get to a point where you become too comfortable with people, right? And then you're afraid to ask for sure. I, I completely agree there. But is there a difference between relationships that you build as partnerships and then relationships that you're building for the sale? So I would say strategically, right? Like, I mean, don't get me wrong here. I hope that nobody pulls this card that I don't like relationships because if anybody knows me, I've, I'm like the relationship king. Like I love everybody and anybody. But when I'm at work in eight hours a day and I know that my check depends on um, who I'm spending my time with, right? Like that's important to me because if I spend my time just with people that will never buy my product all day, I'll probably lose my job, right? So I've got to be strategic and you know spend time. Now outside of work, I can spend time with whoever I want. There's lots of people I've met on social media that will never buy to me that I'll consider good friends like you, Vincenzo, right? I mean, we talk on the weekends all the time, but when I'm at work, I've got to strategically be spending my time, you know, from social or off social, wherever it is, with the right people. And my company pays me to do that, right? My company doesn't pay me to make more friends. <laughs> right. No, no, I, listen, I, I understand because I, you know, the struggle is real in the, in the marketer in the marketing world. And you know, the ones that are sitting there saying it's not hard, it's not hard are probably the ones that are selling and converting, right? They're the ones that are probably separating the friends from the, the prospects of sales. Uh, it's the ones that aren't really able to convert and sell that are having trouble uh, differentiating between, well, everyone's my friend. I can't sell to them now. And so I, I do understand that. Uh, Let that me ask you a question. When you're blabbing and you've got, cause I watch you and Joel Con blab, you get like two, 300 viewers. How many of those people do you know who they are and how many of those people could you reach out to and ask them to buy your live streaming services? And are they right? Are they the right people? Hmm. Ask me that one more time. Cause I'm trying to put my head around exactly what you're asking me. So like Saturday, you and Joel Com did a plan and I watched part of it. And Sue, Sue yep. and by the way, Sue, I sell marketing automation. Not software. Um, you were on a blab and there was about two or 300 people there. And I, you know, I saw yep. the little heads. I see them now. Yep. How many of those people were your friends or another social media marketer trying to sell the same service you're selling or somebody yep. that has a social celebrity? How many are a girl that wants to date you, Vincenzo? Because, hey, by the way, he's a bachelor. So ladies, come and get it. Maybe we should just do that. We'll turn this into like a dating blab. Um, after, after we finish the recording. <laughs> and then the fourth thing is, you know, how, how many of those people could you identify? And how many of those people or were people that were your target market that could write you a paycheck, right? I mean, I don't know. You tell me. I would say, I would say right now that the people using these apps are the majority marketers, but I'm also offering coaching services. So for people, for people that are new in marketing or in the social media realm, uh, you know, I'm offering, I'm offering coaching for those that are buying i'm offering live streaming if you're a brand i'm offering i've never heard you you know what in your live labs i've never heard you say you know what let's all stop right now i'm vincenzo landino you've been watching me for three and a half hours here's my email address i just popped in the box and you know what i'm looking to teach you how to be the live streaming king <sighs> i guess you have to watch me more then because i've dropped streaming15.com quite often but i also think that a lot of people would turn off Turn it off if I started talking about that too, too much. No, you got to do it a little bit. What, a little bit. People... I do hear. I do hear. You have to watch me more, my friend. You haven't watched me I, enough. I tried, dude. I've watched. I could only do like 20 minutes at a time. <laughs> so, you know what? We're talking. You, you, you admitted that you do create content. So, you, 
in some capacity are a content marketer like many of us. How do you find time to write so much content? And what has the content done for your personal brand? So there's a gap in the social selling space where marketers are writing about social selling and they've been doing it a long time. They've had the thought leadership, right? And that's okay because marketing is a piece of social selling, but we've never had anybody really talking about it that carries a quota that's actually showing revenue behind it, right? And knows the actual process. So when I figured that out, that I was actually social selling, I was like, well, dang, you know, this is really, really cool. And I'm like, holy crap, I'm, I'm getting tons of sales off of this and building good relationships, right? Good relationships, but revenue focused relationships. Remember that. Um, but I'm like, oh, I'm getting value out of this. And then I go, I want to go read a, you know, a blog about how to do this better. And I couldn't find anything. And then I got fascinated with the fact that I was having so much success, but nobody believed me. My executive's like, yeah, uh, cool. You tweeted and you got a sale. Well, how do you prove that? So I started to put all these processes in place. And then I started to write about it because I'm like, you know what? If anybody's going to take this serious, they got to see a sales guy and hear about a guy that's going to President's Club. Okay. And, you know, that's driving tons of revenue and that's passionate about social. And I'm writing, I'm making infographics. I'm doing all this how to stuff. I'm not just telling you to do it. I'm telling, I want to show you how to do it. Well, you, you are, and you're definitely doing that. And I know there's a, listen, this episode of this podcast is going to be so diabolically opposed in who enjoys who is saying what. And I love it. I love that Jack, you can field the questions and that we can have an amazing conversation here. One way or another, whoever agrees with Jack, that's great. Well, I whoever want to bring agrees. people in that disagree because if you want, we will. We will a little later. So let's let's get through the. Come so on we're gonna. Have, we do have a few questions. <laughs> um, you know how is your personal brand? Because as marketers, a lot of us are. For me, I'm by myself. I'm my own business. How is your personal brand equated revenue at your company? Because now. I am my company, so I can't really answer this question. But for those that are working for a brand like yourself, act on software, right? You're selling software. You're the Sasanova. How is increasing your personal brand or bettering your personal brand helping act on? Because I'm generating revenue, right? I'm generating visibility. I'm generating. How are you generating revenue through your personal brand? Well, I guess you could say, I mean, that's a tough question because is it my personal brand or is it my, I know it's a tough question. That's my, why I asked it. Or is it my, um, genuine love to start conversations and move them offline? Cause I can tell you right now, there's a ton of people that don't know who I am. I only have 20 or 19,000 followers. That's not very many buyers. Well, so Mike, here's my question. Yeah. There's inbound. There's, I get inbound leads. If you're asking about for people that are like, Hey, I read your content. Da, 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 da. But I can so tell you a lot of here's the question. Jack. Here's, here's the question. You're using your personal brand to increase sales at your company. Absolutely. The, the same trying. way. <laughs> you're trying, right? The same way many other content marketers are trying to sell whatever they're selling, whether it's a consulting service, coaching service, live streaming service. I don't see any difference in what you're doing versus what many other content marketers are doing, right? However, the one thing that is making the difference, which is the dollars. So for those that can't see me, I'm making the dollar signs is that one little piece, which is the call to action, that killer instinct of, of just closing. Right. So I would argue, I love, no, you know what? I love to add value. 
I'd say that. You do. No, and I'm not just a person where I can value. fix somebody's problem. And I'm passionate about fixing problems. And you know what? I like to earn the right to ask. And that's what I use social media to do. As a sales you rep, I can do. be an advocate. I can share. I can build a relationship with you. And I can earn the right to ask you to have a conversation with me about my problem. That's what I use social media for. And you do it well. You're closing. <laughs> you are able to take that content and create dollars out of it. So that's great. I still argue there's going to be no more discussion on this one. <laughs> well, well, let me I ask you this. Argue. If I just wrote content all day and I never got uh, revenue out of it, why yep. don't I write content? Well, I'm not an author. Would you? But would you argue that those I would argue that, that are trying to spend a ton of money on content and their marketers don't know how to show ROI on it. Yeah, I could tell you that all day. So, and, then, and, and content writing and spending money on content is a lot of money, right? Those services are a lot of money, whether it's a consultant or in-house. So if you're creating quality content, you're adding value. This is what it comes down to at the end of the day. If you're creating quality content, you're adding value to whatever audience is your audience. Someone will buy whatever you have to sell. It's a matter of actually. So I would argue that it's actually having a product because there's so many people out there. And I had this challenge myself until I knew what I was even selling. I, was, I could create all the content in the world. I could have all these call to actions. If I don't have anything to give somebody, I can't close. Well, duh. What advice? Listen, what advice would you give to social media consultants looking to generate revenue? What to do and what not to do? In well, three AI, minutes, how can you do that for me? AI would practice what you preach because I see too many social media consultants that have 200 Twitter followers, right? They're not engaged. They don't share anything. They don't do anything that actually drives revenue for a business when you're doing social media marketing. That kills me. Like, I'm in sales. I got, I do social media marketing better than you and you're trying to charge $5,000 to a client that you don't even know how to do it yourself. That kills me. Back up your services first, focus on the basics and understanding social, right? And then focus on building the right relationships, the right activity, Twitter chats. And I get a lot of value out of Twitter chats. Just hosted one with Kim Garst. I love Twitter chats, but I gotta be, you know, doing it for the right reasons. Um, do all these things, get engaged, you know, earn the right to be in these communities, go in there and add value. You know, spend your time doing what everybody else did in the social media marketing world. Put the time and sweat, blood, tears, hours into understanding what they do. And then, you know, build your work on your personal brand a little bit. And you know what? You don't have to have a huge personal brand to generate business. You really don't even have to have one. You just got to know what you're doing, know what you're talking about, and know how to spend time actually generating business and not generating noise. Jack, it has been an absolute pleasure conversing with you. There we have it. It's not all about likes and friends and followers. Uh, if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. It got a little heated towards the end, but Jack's a great guest and he knows his stuff when it comes to social selling. Uh, absolutely uh, one of the best in the space. As always on the Brand Boost Podcast, we're going to get into our little bit of an Italian lesson today. Let's go shopping, because everyone likes shopping, right? Today's phrase, posso provare gli stivali neri nella vetrina? Yes, that was fast, I know. But what I said was, 
May I try the black boots on in the window? Yeah, it's getting to be that cold out, so people are probably looking to buy boots, right? And may I try on the black boots in the window? Is posso provare gli stivali neri nella vetrina? I'll say it slowly for you. Posso provare gli stivali neri nella vetrina? So again, may I try on the black boots in the window? That was definitely the most difficult one yet that we've learned here on the Brand Boost Podcast, but that's okay because we're going to get there. Uh, If somebody's listening to this episode of the podcast and wants to give it their shot at tweeting it at me, at Vincenzo Landino, let me know which black boots you're going to buy that are in the window. Uh, I know that there are some that have actually tweeted at me every single Italian lesson that we've done so far. And uh, that's pretty cool. So thank you uh, if you're listening and you know who you are. There's there's a few that have done so. Thank you. Uh, I'm actually taking requests as well. So for those of you that want to hear specific terms or phrases or learn about specific things like maybe travel or um, you know work terms, shoot those over to me, Enzo at VincenzoLandino.com or tweet them at me uh, at VincenzoLandino on Twitter and we will be sure to try and get them into an episode. As always, please, please leave a rating and review. That's how this podcast is powered. Uh, So thank you if you've already done so. And if not, click on the show notes at the bottom uh, or go to brandboostcast.com slash iTunes. Until next time, ciao. This has been a VincenzoLandino.com production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the Brand Boost podcast, please give us a rating, write a review, or subscribe. Head on over to brandboostcast.com forward slash subscribe.